Today's sponsor is brought to you by Godtrepreneur. Godtrepreneur was created to remind entrepreneurs to always keep God first. Godtrepreneur has become a place where not only entrepreneurs, but anyone can learn about what it means to put your faith in Jesus Christ. Their goal is to help people learn more about why they believe Jesus is the truth, while also helping people learn how to defend their faith. Godtrepreneur also provides marketing services such as social media coaching and website building to Christians looking to grow their brands. Plus, they have some pretty cool merch. Go to godtrepreneurbrand.com and learn more. What up, fam? We are live tonight. Welcome to the Rookie Marican podcast slash uh, live, Instagram live. I believe that I may be transitioning to doing lives for the Wednesday podcast and then uploading it to the Wednesday podcast for uh, just to save some time. Hi, Toro. Hi, Gio. Um, I am, I think I'm in a, um, a couple minutes early, but I wanted to give you guys a couple of minutes to hop on. I'm fairly new to adding, what up Luke, um, to adding people. So I'm gonna try and figure it out. But tonight you guys are in for a treat. You guys are gonna hear from uh, John Clash, Lion of Judah, hello, um, who is living in Puerto Rico right now. These guys are helping me, him and his wife are helping me with like all things marketing, my social media, praise the Lord, because I, there he is, John Clash. I wanna call him Johnny Clash, but I don't know if that annoys him. We will ask him though. We're gonna ask him if that would annoy him. John, I'ma have you on real quick. Let me see if I can add you, invite. Let me see. Oh, invite to join. Awesome. Thank you, Luke. I appreciate that. Hi. Hey, what's up? Can you hear me? I can, yes. Awesome. Thank God. I, I wanted to make sure that the microphone worked. And yes, you can call me Johnny Clash. That's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. I'm like, man, I really just want to call him Johnny. I don't know <laughs> if I can do that. I don't know if that would annoy him. I'm not sure. No, nah, there's, there's worse things that annoy me. <laughs> Geo could give you a whole list. I mean, you know, but that's like your wife, so you know that's know. that's different. That's a little different. <laughs> um, thank you for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. I um, I was telling the people that uh, I am looking forward to doing these lives probably every Sunday and transition them to Wednesday. Usually on Wednesdays, I do a rookie revival series, which is more God based stuff. Um, but your, your story and Geo's story is so interesting to me. And I wanted to have you guys on here because when, um, and I'm going to do like a quick intro and you will talk for the majority of the time. I'm just going to make sure I amp amp the people up. But so John Clash is founder of a ministry called Godtrepreneur and also is somewhat of a social media influencer or YouTuber. Um, as well and a and a darn good one because I'm looking at your page bro and I'm like whoa and <laughs> I'll get I'm gonna circle back to that I hate I'm not gonna say that again because circle back is now tainted but I'm gonna get back <laughs> to that <laughs> later um, but you know these guys they are from Massachusetts and Connecticut you're originally from Connecticut correct uh, I'm from New York oh, New just, York. Uh, 
Connecticut was our midway point. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, now you guys are living in Puerto Rico. And when Gio first reached out to me, Gio was your wife, Giovanna. Uh, she had found me somehow on social media, said, hey, I really like what you're doing. Can I help you out uh, with ministry stuff? And then we just started doing business together. And it just kind of evolved. Um, and you guys have been a massive blessing to me. I mean, if it wasn't for you guys, I would never be able to play with my daughter, honestly. I would be stuck in my office doing all of the graphics, all of the content, all of the YouTube covers that I don't want to do. <laughs> I would be stuck. It would take me weeks to do that. Um, but what's interesting is that you guys have, you guys outside of that, you guys have amazing content and you appeal to this generation, uh, which is an interesting mix. And so I want to just talk a little bit about what is your background? I saw one of your videos that you said you were a rapper at some point. I was. <laughs> I want to hear about that. Um, tell me about your story, um, how you came to know uh, Jesus, and then how you guys just ended up working business and ended up in Puerto Rico. So actually, the business came before Jesus. And now Jesus comes before the business. Mm. Um, but uh, so as far as I, I like, I'll go back to my rapping and then I'll, I'll parry into business and then I'll talk about how we got into the whole Jesus stuff. But um, so I was a, um, I was a musician for a really long time. Like I, I loved making music. Um, I sang for a little bit and then I just got more involved in hip hop and I did, I did hip hop for like 16 years. I won two underground, two underground music awards, uh, one for best music video of the year, one for artists to watch. Um, it was, uh, and it was during a time before like SoundCloud rappers, you know, where like now anybody could be a rapper, you know, like literally anybody could be a rapper. When I was rapping, I was one of the only white people doing it. Right. And there was, we had to like literally go do showcases and shows in in the city and I had to be on the streets like handing out mixtapes and and like we i printed i printed my own cds you know and just like handed them out it, it was like a real grind shot our own music videos like we we went crazy because it wasn't just me i had a whole team of people that that were amazing and so i got to a point where uh, the further that I moved in the music industry, the more I realized I didn't really like it. You know, I, I loved making music, uh, but I, I just did not like the business side of it. And so I was kind of getting tired of it. Uh, I always looked at music as my way out. You know, it was my way out of the nine to five job, my way out of the streets. Like, it was just like my way out of everything. And uh, the more that I got into it, the more I realized that it's not out. Like I'm getting more into something that I don't want to be in. So um, I, I had moved into an apartment. I got laid off like around the same time that I moved into the apartment. It was like the day after. And I, I was like, I was, I was mad, like super mad. I used to be an electrician, right? And if anybody's worked in New York, you know, the cycle of layoff, go back to work, layoff, go back to work in, uh, in construction, right? So I was tired of that. I was tired of the music industry. I moved into the, the apartment, got laid off. I was sleeping on a cot that I used for a music video and like eating ramen noodles every single day. And then I got introduced to network marketing and working from home. And I never, I never heard of this before. I thought that you, the only way you can make money is by either clocking in at a job or by 
selling stuff or by, you know, um, getting a record deal or something. Like, I, it didn't compute that I could build an online business. Like, it didn't make any sense to me. So I started doing that, had a lot of success in it. And because of that, I got around people who, like, were different than what I was used to. They had a more positive mindset. You know, there's a lot of personal development that goes on in the network marketing industry. Mm -hmm. Some of it trickles over into like new age stuff, but we could talk about that a little later. Um, but for the most part, it introduced me to changing the way that I think. And that was an unheard of topic to me, changing the way that you think, like absolutely unheard of. But there was millionaires telling me, John, you cannot be thinking like this anymore. You need to change the way that you think. So I'm like, man, these guys got the money. I'm going to listen to them, right? At least I'm not like that stubborn. And, uh, <laughs> and then it also turns out that some of these guys believed in God. And that blew my mind because the way I, I thought about it was um, you're either, you either believe in God or you make money. There was, you, you don't do both. Like, I thought that you, you can't be wealthy if you want to do the whole Jesus thing. And at the time, I didn't even really believe in God. I, I, I mostly didn't care. I wouldn't say that I didn't believe, but I, like, really did not care if God existed or if he didn't exist. And um, then through that, I just got invited by, by people who were in the company. I got invited to go to church. And I went. Somebody was like, oh, it's like a rock concert. So I was like, okay, I'll go. You know, I was used to the whole Catholic stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. And that was my idea of church. So when I went and it was like music and people dancing and people, like, I was like, whoa, this is like a rock concert. So I wasn't really sold at that point. You know, I was not sold on Christianity, but it piqued my interest. I enjoyed being around the people that were there. Everybody looked like me, like different by look like me i mean like dressed like me you know there was a whole bunch of variety of people there and i just wasn't used to that so when i um when i started to like that environment i started to like dig in a little bit more because i had all these questions like all of these questions i did not want to believe in something just because uh it felt good to believe in it i wanted to believe in it because it's true you know and so i went on this journey and I studied literally every religion you could think of, like all these truth claims in the world. Everybody is claiming the truth about something. Either everybody's wrong or somebody's right because they all contradict each other. So long story short, I, I did like a, a, a rabbit hole into the, the questions of the universe, you know? And I just got to a point, I think I was studying um, how the disciples died, right? And I'm, I'm like reading about how they died and they all died horribly gruesome deaths, except for John, you know, and, and they tried to kill him a bunch of times, but you know, he, God needed him to live because he had to write the book of Revelation, you know, but um, it, it, and then I read about Paul and I read how Paul used to be like the biggest persecutor of Christians. And then like it, when he was living that life, he had everything. Like he had social esteem and that usually came with like financial status, political status. He, ha he could literally do whatever he wanted. You know, he would just say, hey, can I do this? Sanhedrin would be like, yeah, go do it. And then he did it. You know, it was like a, it, he had it made. And then he all of a sudden just flipped the script like in an instant because he believed that he saw the risen Christ. And for, for me, I was like, 
there's just so much evidence. You know, whenever people are like, oh, there's no evidence for this stuff. I'm like, yes, there is. You know, at least at least be honest about it and say you haven't looked at the evidence or you looked at the evidence and you don't agree with it. But there is a lot of evidence for not only the resurrection of Christ, but just like the beginning of the universe and, you know, space, time and matter coming into existence all at the same time. And whatever caused that must sit outside of space, time and matter. Like, you know, just all this stuff is out there. So I think it's very uh, intellectually lazy when people are like, oh, there's no evidence for it. So once I realized that um, that Jesus is who he says he is, it took me a while to kind of um, grow in my faith. Because all, all that happened was I'm like, all right, I know this stuff is true. I believe in Jesus. I believe he died for my sins, rose again. I believe all that stuff. I'm saved. But I just continued in my carnal life. You know, I didn't, there was no regeneration going on and mm -hmm. it wasn't until i started really seeking you know i got to a point in my life where uh, i got to a low point in my life and god sometimes not sometimes i feel like he all the times uses a really low point in your life to bring you into right relationship with him and i learned so much in just digging into the word and, and that's kind of like where i started I started uh, really, really, really wanting to put God first before everything because up until that point, I was putting everything before God and that's where Godtrepreneur came in because uh, there's a long story behind it but I'm gonna shorten it because I feel like I'm already talking a lot. But um, it came from a point of where, uh, you know, I, I, the name popped in my head and it popped into my head a bunch of times and, and it was n nothing new for words to just pop in my head because I was a rapper. So I would always, oh yeah, this word rhymes with this word. It's like that still goes on today in my head. So when it popped in my head, I was like, oh, that's a cool name. Thought nothing of it. And then it popped in my head a few more times and I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm, let me see if somebody got this name out there. And I found an Instagram, but they didn't have like any posts for like over a year. So I'm like, all right, let me check. Let me check to see if anyone has the LLC. So I checked it. And I was like, all right, God, I'm going to buy this thing, but you don't tell me what to do with it. And uh, I got this like word that was just like, how many times have you put business before me? And I'm like, every day. Mm. And he's, he, I felt like he was saying, well, now you can't because your business is going to be about helping people keep God before business. And that's how Godtrepreneur formed. And then it's evolved into... Yeah, I feel like a whole apologetics ministry and helping people like you with their social media. And like, it, it's just, it's really expanded from there. And I don't think we've even really scratched the surface of what we're going to do with Godtrepreneur. It started out with dad hats, you know, like we just had dad hats with this red cross on it and uh, sold out of them so fast. I was like, oh, maybe people actually like this stuff. So that's pretty much uh, everything um, leading up to Godtrepreneur. I think I answered, right? How did you meet Gio? So I met Gio on, um, uh, we were in the same company of uh, network marketing. And um, the, uh, the, um, the company we were with was a travel company, right? And because it's a travel company, me and Gio ended up on some trips together, right? And um, they, uh, there's this one trip that we ended up on. It was in Dominican Republic. I first met her at... Uh, in Kansas City, I think, right? Was it Kansas City um, or Kentucky? No, Kansas City. It was Kansas City? Yeah. All right. So we got like snowed in. We went to a training and everybody got snowed in. Whenever we go to a training in January, it always snowed in New York. So we got stuck, right? Mm -hmm. And I got to meet Gio. 
and you know, it was cool. Met her for like, I don't know, five minutes, and then that was it. Um, and then uh, we ended up on a trip in Dominican Republic together. And I just spoke to her a little bit more, nothing crazy. She, she asked me some questions about God, and I gave her some answers that she did not want to hear and kind of like walked away mad. <laughs> and uh, I was like, all right, you asked, you know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, then she ended up coming on one of our, um, one of our uh, volunteers on trips because I, I lead a trip to, uh, to Guatemala every single year, and she came on one of them. And from that moment, we became closer friends, or at least I thought we became closer. She apparently didn't even like me. But, um, yeah, so we, we became better friends. At least I was more friends with her. And uh, then right before the pandemic, we went on another bottle school trip to go, to go build schools in Guatemala. And I don't know what happened. Like, the, the Holy Spirit was just like, this one, John, this one. And I was like, no way. <laughs> no way you know and she'll tell you the same thing like we were not compatible at all and uh i just kept getting this this voice inside of me saying john just be patient just be patient be patient be patient i still have that voice inside of me right now sometimes <laughs> but uh you know it, it it um that voice kept me patient and thank god that it that it did because when i first met geo she was not a believer and I had this whole checklist of things that I was not looking for in a woman. And she checked all of those boxes off, except maybe being a Latina, because that was one thing that was on my list of good things, right? And, um, and then we, uh, I don't know, we, we had like a COVID relationship because, you know, we, we caught all these feelings for each other while we were in Guatemala. And then we returned and the whole entire world is shut down. So we kind of just FaceTimed each other and started building a relationship there. And then um, she eventually became a believer. And I was like, wow, that's, that worked out. And not only did she become a believer, but you know, she goes hard for the kingdom. So it's been an absolute blessing. And I'm so glad that I listened to that voice of, of being patient. And as I'm having this conversation with you, I think I, um, I'm, there's some things I'm trying to like figure out right now, like where to take entrepreneur, where to, and I'm so, so impatient. You know, listen, I think you're like me uh, a little bit in like, um, like, all right, cool. We want to do something. Let's get it done right now. Like, you know, that's, that's how I am. And I feel like God is like, yo, be patient. We got some, got some things cooking, you know, but I'm like, I want to go now. But listen to that voice for anybody who's listening uh, on here about being patient. You know, don't run into something just because it looks pretty and uh, be patient, be uh Listen, listen to the Holy Spirit. Don't listen to the voice in your head. Listen to the Holy Spirit, right? And so, yeah, that's how we met. Um, and you guys it, it, are newlyweds. It, huh? You guys are newlyweds. Yeah, yeah, we've been married. Um, so we got married before we actually got married because we got married on a, in, in Guatemala. So uh, my pastor, Pastor Phil, was like, hey, you should uh, probably get married now so that way you can, um, hold on, I'm trying to pin this comment. But I can't. Um, oh, Lisette, if you can pin this comment right here. So when it says topic, cultural, culture, and Christianity, just pin it. Um, see, look, we're doing social media stuff for you, even, <laughs> even while we're on here. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> we're, we're working. We're working. Soon you'll be able to teach people. Um, 
<laughs> teach to teach and you can sit on the beach. Uh, so yeah, we're newlyweds. We've been married for, it'll be a year officially this month, but from our wedding date, uh, it hasn't even been a year yet. Wow. Yep. So, you know, we have a similar story because I met my husband through network marketing too. No way. And I didn't like him at all. <laughs> Honestly, he well he was actually married at the time which sounds really bad um it does you need some context to that <laughs> so bad he was married and we were both leaders like within our organizations and we would both teach and i thought he was so annoying and he had <laughs> jokes and i'm like what's this white boy like he's so annoying this guy i can't stand him and one day I made fun of his tie and he was like, I was like, would your wife dress you? Like what, she couldn't dress you today? And he was like, no, we're, you know, we're in the process of divorce. Jeez. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> so we ended up becoming friends and we like hung out maybe like kind of dates for a month. And then literally we got engaged in less than a month. And then we were married in the same year in the like, in a couple months after that. So we got engaged like in November and then we got married in August. That's incredible. It was so fast, but he was like, God told me, like God told me you were it. And, he's, and I said, you know, we haven't even dated. You've got a bunch of kids. I'm not about that life. I'm not about that. <laughs> like with that. And he was like, well, you know, I'm not going to date you to marry you. I'm going to marry you so I can date you. Mm. And I was like, that's bars right there. Well, that's bold. <laughs> So, yeah, we've been married for almost 11 years. Wow, it's incredible. But that, I'm... you know, it's interesting because our organization as well, they had a, an education branch that was a Christian branch. Wow. And so we did the same thing where it was kind of like an underground ministry or marketplace ministry where we would teach people these are the these are you know investing is in the bible the number one topic that god talks about is money and there's this misconception out there that christians are supposed to be poor but really you know who's gonna pay for the lights at the church who's gonna pay for the missionaries and those are you know people that rise up and keep god first but not only keep god first but understand how his system of money works and um that has done us that mindset, the business owner mindset, the investor um, mindset, and also continuing to keep God first in everything that we do is, or specifically myself, like the outside of that, I have this ministry and then, you know, all of the books and everything. And with all of that, I've, I've managed to keep God first. And I've said, listen, whatever I do, God is first. I'm tithing, I'm offering. I'm investing the way that God wants us to do it. And it has, we have literally, we have nothing to worry about because of that. Um, and it has served us well. And we have seen people that are our age that have gone through the traditional academic ranks and they're living paycheck to paycheck. And we're like, that is, thank God that we, we got out of that life and we chose to do things God's way. So it's very interesting that we have similar stories like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's uh, it, it, it is very interesting how, uh, like I made a video the other day like called How MLM Changed My Life. 
And it was very little about how the money changed my life. And it was more about um, like how there's, there's so many different things that come with network marketing besides money. Like, is the money good? Yes. Does it work? If you work it, yes. But there's so much more to it. Like, I, I have countless friends who have met their wives and significant others um, through network marketing, countless friends who have traveled the world because of it, uh, countless people like me who came to Christ because they got around people who believed in Christ, countless people who have been successful outside of network marketing because of what they learned in network marketing. Like, there's a lot that comes with it. It's got, a, it's got a bad rap because bad people are everywhere, you know? And um, there are definitely people who run organizations like, uh, like they just look at people as dollar signs, you know what I mean? Um, and uh, it's, it's such an interesting industry. It, it can change your life if you allow it. And it can also turn into a cult if you allow it. Yeah. So there's like, you have to be aware of what you're involved in, you know? Yeah. It was, a, it was more so a stepping stone for us. So we just took everything that we learned, the people skills, the sale, everything that we learned, we literally just implemented it when God told us to step out of that and to go into real estate investing and to study that hard or, you know, other, other different types. We, we literally just applied everything that we learned. And it, it, was, it was probably one of the, the biggest growth experiences that we've had. So... People have good experiences, people have bad ones, but for us, it served us well at the time when we needed it. Um, so let's, um, let's talk about a little bit of how you got into, because the, the title of this uh, podcast or this live is uh, Christian, Culture and Christianity. And I remember Gio, probably a month ago, she sent me a message and she goes, Lisette, what do you think about like, doing videos and commenting on what's happening in culture. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. I'm all set. Um, I just don't care what other people are doing. I'm just focused on what I'm doing. And what's interesting is that there's only so much content <laughs> that my book has for me to, you know, talk about. There's only so much. And I'm starting to realize that now where I'm like, I'm going to run. I mean, I'm already... I'm only supposed to do eight to 10 podcasts a season and I'm already there and I'm not even supposed to be halfway through the season yet. Yes. I'm supposed to go until like June. So now I'm kind of like, crap, what, you know, what am I talking about right now? And it's so interesting to see a lot of your content. And I mean, it's a lot to keep up with. I've, I know because sometimes, I mean, when BLM came out, I did one on BLM, but it was more so the history on BLM. Um, you know, the original intent. Um, but your videos on specifically on YouTube, I mean, 10 minutes max, um, you know, and you're, you're talking about what is going on in the culture, and you're lining it up with scripture. And I find that to be super fascinating, because there are many Christians that dabble and I have my best friend, she was the first one who actually said this publicly when it came to new age. And the second person I heard say was Geo, where they called out the new age movement or new age religion or whatever. Um, that it's, it's like demonic and Christians are dabbling in that thinking yep. that it's scriptural when no, the universe isn't, isn't, you know, the universe isn't what, what you pray to, or, you know, what you put out there, God created the universe. You know what I mean? So, 
it's just so interesting to see people actually speaking out about this stuff and saying, look, American Christianity has been tainted. You guys have been dabbling in all of these other things, thinking that it's scriptural and it's not. And here's how you really need to think about it. Even like calling out churches and, um, you know, church influence Christian. I like, I call them Christian influencers. Like, like, what are you doing? Where, like, how many, where's the fruit on your tree right now? How many people have been going to heaven? So yeah. it's interesting to see how you are able to mix the culture and the Christianity and the views, the response that you get from that. How did you get into that? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> um, like, none at all. I, um, so... I had this one video that I did, and it was just a, a clip of Derek Prince. You know who Derek Prince is? No. No, he's an old school preacher. And it all of a sudden started getting like a bajillion views, right? Like just out of nowhere, started getting a, a bajillion views. I kept getting co comment notifications. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I started checking, and like my YouTube views were going up like crazy. And I was like, what? And, and it just like, it, it blew my mind. So I was like, all right, let me, let me make a video here or there. Like, let me, let me do that. And then um, I got on the phone. Uh, I got connected with Angel Kiros and you did a, a podcast. Oh, I love him. Yeah, solid dude. And he was like, hey man, let's hop on and talk about politics and Christianity. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Let's do that. So we hopped on, we spoke about it and I really enjoyed it. So. I was like, you know what, let, like, let me think, what is it that is going on in the world that needs to be spoken about, right? And I had just finished writing my book. Um, it's still in process. Well, it's written, but, you know, editing, all that stuff. Uh, it's called The Secret, A Gateway Drug to Spiritual Heroin. And I've always spoke about spiritual heroin being like the new age, right? And the new age is, is the one, I believe, the one religion that permeates everything like it just it it's like a it's like a it's like cancer you know like it, it can just grow under any circumstances and it and it embeds itself into everything that it touches and it does it in little increments like little tiny little bit here little bit there you know I, and i feel that one of the ways that it that it creeps in the most is through the law of attraction and through um you know the secret and and all of that stuff and because it, it, they, they make it sound like it's scientific. But if you actually read the books and research it, it's not scientific at all. One, it's pseudoscience, but two, it's demonic. Like, it's a, tell the people, what's pseudoscience? So pseudoscience is like fake science. It's like something that somebody says is science, but it's not actual science. Nothing is peer reviewed, nothing is proven. Not like, it's just, it's false. It's like pseudo history, you know, it, it, it's like, Saying that the this happened in two years, you're saying has been pseudoscience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there's there's pseudoscience everywhere, but it, it's also um, you know that I do agree though that some things that were pseudoscience at one point actually turned out to be true, but the claims that uh, that they're making are is the opposite, right? So they're still stuck on this whole the universe is God. Thing. the universe is eternal it's infinite that has been proven wrong over and over and over and over and over and over again like by scientists who wanted the universe to 
be infinite. They did not want there to be a beginning. They, they were sold on it being eternal. And then they got to the point where they're like, no, we got way too much evidence. There was a big bang. You know, there was a beginning of the universe. And, and the new age believes that the universe is eternal. So like literally just in that one part, it's wrong, you know? And um, then it's also the person who uh, they call the mother of the new age is a woman named Helena Blavatsky. And Helena Blavatsky uh, wrote, has a magazine called Lucifer. You know, well, had one. She's obviously, she's dead now. But she had a magazine titled Lucifer. She, the quotes that she has about Satan, praising Satan and how much she hates Christianity. And it's like, this is where, this is where your stuff comes from, guys. Like, this is, this is where all that law of attraction and, and the universe and all of that's where it comes from. And you want to you want to combine that with your Christianity? You know, I, I believe Paul said it. You can't, um, you know, like sit at God's table and drink from the cup of demons at the same time. Like you, you can't do both, right? And here's the thing: you can do both. We have this grace in Christianity where you know we're not saved by our works, so you can do both. You can dabble in that stuff. You can do all this stuff that is not good for you, but it's not good for you. Like, it's not like your salvation is lost or whatever. Thank God it's not based on that. But it, it is not good. And you're disrespecting your relationship with God when you do these things. And you're allowing demonic forces into your life when you're participating in this stuff. So, and, then, and then it turns into, um, you know, then you have the Christian sciences. And then you have, which is, which is not science and not Christian, right? Then you have the, um, these like new thought churches where they say that they're Christians, but they don't believe anything remotely in line with Christianity. Then it, you have progressive Christianity, which is really, really new age, super new age. Um, you have all of these. And then you, you have like the, uh, the like Joel Osteen, who has, a, who has a whole book series called The Power of I Am. You know, and it, it's all of this stuff is little, I know, these little new age things that creep into the church. And now it's, it's not like you, you can't even separate it now sometimes because it's like, all right, you say, oh, no, that's the new age, that's the new age, that's the new age. But now it's so embedded into uh, Christianity in, in many places that you can like the uninitiated, this was called people, the uninitiated cannot tell the difference. You know, they, they hear these new age preachers and these new age gurus talking all of these word salads and it sounds good if you're uninitiated into the nonsense. But once you know the truth and, and you know the facts about what these people are saying, you're like, man, how is that so stupid? Like, how is that so stupid? And this is this was me. I was I was in the new age. So I'm like. And I didn't even know what I was doing because at the time I was like just figuring out the whole Christianity thing. Just like I was a mess. I was a spiritual mess. And um, so when I started thinking about that, I started looking at what most of these like celebrities preach when they, whenever they're being interviewed. Because uh, there's people who are spiritual, you know, that's the cool thing now. Celebrities especially are spiritual. Meanwhile, like, I don't know why anybody looks to celebrities for anything remotely life-oriented. The only thing you should be looking to them for is how to become an actor, how to become a rapper, how to become an artist. Like, they're really good at that stuff. They do not need to be making your political decisions for you. They do not need to be teaching you 
how to read the Bible. They do not need to be teaching you about your spirituality. These people are disconnected from reality. They live in a bubble that, that the rest of the world does not live in. And, and people eat up, they just eat up whatever these people are saying. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to call out the pastors that are doing it, and I'm going to shed light on the, um, uh, on the nonsense that some of these celebrities are talking about. See, But I use a different tone when I call out the pastors and when I call out things that celebrities are saying. Because the pastors, you're like, y'all should know better. And you're, you're doing this to squeeze money out of people. Celebrities, they just, they're lost. They don't know what the heck's going on. So I have like a different tone when it comes to them. I disagree with the things that they are preaching to the world. It's a lot of anti-Christian stuff, but I understand that they're lost, you know? That's why, um, like when, when I'm trying to talk to somebody about Jesus, like I'm not hitting them with their sins first. Like you're a sinner. They don't even know what that means. Like they don't even know what that is. They, they have no concept of their sin. They are dead in their trespasses, you know? They have... They, they need the Holy Spirit to be like, oh, shoot, I'm messed up. You know, it, it's, it's, I don't know how we got to this point of the conversation, but, you know, uh, <laughs> that's good. how I started the YouTube. And then I just, I started falling in love with it. I, I enjoyed coming up with the content. Geo has given me so many good ideas. Geo is an idea queen. Like, she, she'll pump out ideas like, like 12 in, a, 12 in an hour, you know, like got an idea for this, got an idea for that, got an idea for this. And it, it's such a blessing because what you can do with somebody who's, who's like that is you can sift through those ideas and pick the best ones to like to do. And many of the videos that are on my channel are geo-influenced. Mm. And um, it, it's, it's really dope, also dope that she allows me to take up the kitchen table and, um, and do all this stuff because... <laughs> So I, I have this mission of I want to get the channel monetized before I get anything else, right? Like I'm doing everything with the cell phone, this $50 microphone, no backdrop, and on the kitchen table. And the reason that I'm doing it is because I want to show people that you don't need all the fancy equipment. You don't need all the craziness. Like all it is about is putting out good content and, and being a, a king or queen at promotion. Right. You know, I did a... Um... One of my lowest points in my life, um, I did a study on spiritual warfare. I had like a, a spiritual encounter, not of the God kind, but you know, of, from the other side, a demonic. I've had many of those. Hmm? I've had many of those, so I know, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Um, and this one was pretty big. And I, I somebody had recommended um, a spiritual warfare, a couple of spiritual warfare books to me that were really intensive. Somebody who had gotten out of the occult, they were deep in the occult and they had gotten out of the occult and a doctor helped them do that. Mm. And the doctor was the one that wrote this book. And um, she, and it literally opened my eyes to, uh, and it was scriptural because I've learned that everything that I read or if I attend a church, if they don't talk about, if there's not less, if there's less than seven scriptures said, then it's probably <laughs> not, like there has to be many, many scriptures yeah, that they yeah. talk about. It can't just, you can't just tell a story and then you're done. Yeah. So this was a scriptural based um, book, I guess you could say. Um, and it was very interesting how even just some simple things like that I talk about on my stuff is like, depression and anxiety those are not from god 
that is from the enemy. And that's a very simple thing. You know, that's a very simple mindset thing to understand that that comes, that's a demonic oppression that comes on your life. And so changing my mindset from, um, you know, and even having those elements of new age at the time as well, where, you know, we're manifesting and like, oh it's not scriptural. My least favorite word. Yeah, like, I mean, how to pray, like, I, I learned from a lot of great people how to pray where it was like, if you're gonna pray, yes, God says, seek, you know, seek, ask for what you want, and it'll be given to you, but it has to be scriptural. You know what I mean? So, um, and backing those things up with scripture. So when I learned the difference between that and then seeing how the new age was really demonic, um, and also things, I mean, I don't know, no, this is Hinduism, but like also yoga, like there are many people in the- But Christian that is the new age too. Like, yeah, the they're doing yoga and they don't even understand that that's worship to other gods. Mm -hmm. And that brings demonic um, openings into their lives as well. And so just like little things like that, that really do, I mean, those are foxes, you know, yes. that get into your life and you don't even realize it. And then, you know, you're 10 years down the line, you're like, why is this and this and this happening to me? Well, it's because you allowed those other influences to get into your life. So my prayers changed from dear God, please, you know, rid me of my anxiety to devil, you get out of my, what are you even doing here? Get out in the name of Jesus. And you just take authority over those things. And it's just such a huge mindset change when you do that. But you really do have to study the enemy as well. Yeah. So you have to, you had to study new age to know that that stuff was demonic. You know what I mean? It's important to, uh, you know, the, the Bible says to be wise to the schemes uh, mm -hmm. of the devil. Like, we have to be wise to it. How do you become wise in something? By studying it, you know? You ain't got to, like, dive headfirst into, like, the occult and, and stuff like that. But, you know, you, it is very important to understand how the devil works. And it's also just as important to understand how he does not work. And if you're not constantly studying this stuff to and, and i don't like don't let it consume your life like studying the devil you know oh my gosh you don't want to live in fear you right know? um but uh I, I also do do tell people yeah you don't want to live in fear but you don't you also don't want to live in this like ignorance that like the devil ain't you know like he ain't nothing like no there's there's a reason why um why he's able to get away with all of this stuff like that is a powerful dude you know? uh, he's able to punch people in the face and then people will blame God for that. Yes. Like that is literally his masterpiece right yep. there. Master of deception, the father yeah. of lies, you know? Yeah. And, and people think, um, you know, they think that the devil is this like red, uh, you know, horns with a tail and a pitchfork and like really demonic looking thing. And, and, and that's not, the reality, you know, the devil was one of God's most beautiful creations. You know, he was Lucifer. Mm -hmm. He was a um, like one of the highest angel angelic beings. Because you know, there's not angels. You got cherubim. You got seraphim. I just don't want to get into this on the live and start confusing people. But you know, <laughs> he was one of the most beautiful beings ever created. And so, uh, Paul says uh, in I believe second, either second or first Corinthians, you know the devil masquerades as an angel of light. And mm -hmm. if you look at what the new age is, it's all 
love. It's all light. What do they do? They send you love and light. Yes, yeah, so annoying. You know? oh. and, but, you, you know, I, I feel you, Lisette, and I get annoyed as well, but I also just, I, I get more sad and, like, my heart breaks for them because I'm like, man, you guys are just so deceived and, and that deception yeah. is going to lead you right to hell. And I just, uh, you know, it's so difficult, so difficult for me to be kind uh, when I just want to slap the new age out of somebody. But, <laughs> you know, we, we have to be. We have to, because um, I, I also take this into consideration. You know, there are people who think that you and I are absolutely stupid for believing in Christ. Like, we are the dumbest people to ever walk this planet. Like, you believe in a, a sky daddy? Stupid living in fairy tale land, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, this is what people say about us. And, you know, as, as much as I want to get mad, and as much as I want to, like, fire shots back, I have to realize um, they are deceived as well. And the, when people say these things about me, I don't want to be the one saying it about them. You know, right. I, want to, I want to lead with love and firm love many times. You know, I, I, I'm firm in what I believe and what I say, and I'm firm in the truth. But, it, like, I have people attack me all the time, like, all the time. And I didn't realize that I was doing this until uh, one of my pastors said, uh, you know, he checks my comments. In like when I when I post videos, he checks my comments and he's like, you know, I see that you, you know, you, you do a pretty good job at, uh, at like not getting mad when somebody attacks you and and I'm like, man, he must not have seen some of them, you know, because I <laughs> there are some that I've like that I'd be like, what, yeah. you know, but I just I know that what's the main goal? Like, what is the main goal here? Is to bring people to Christ and right. every I would say eight out of ten Christians are like difficult people to deal with, you know, like it, just because people are difficult in general, you know? Yeah. And so when an atheist or someone in the new age or a Muslim or like any different religion besides Christianity, the mo most of the Christians that they bump into are gonna rub them the wrong way. And I just wanna be the one, like the one Christian out of all of their friends that they're like, you know what? I like that guy, you know, I don't agree with him, but I like that guy because if you can just, just build that bridge to yeah. conversation, because that's what it is. You know, you're in politics, you know, you gotta like, like, yeah, you gotta be firm in what you believe, but you also gotta build a bridge. And yeah. my goal is I wanna get the people that are in the middle. That's my mission. My mission is for the middle. I wanna get the people that are in the middle who are just like, man, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. Or maybe they're like, nah, God doesn't exist but they're open to hearing about it. You know, I'm not trying to get the person who's like, well, you know that the Pauline epistles, it's been proven that they were not written by Paul because we checked this manuscript and that manuscript and this, I'm looking for you, buddy. Okay. Like you, you gotta yeah. do all these backflips to tell me that Paul didn't write the epistles when like the majority of scholars agree that Paul wrote them. Like, I'm not trying to get you. I want the person who is in the middle, who is confused and, and is just looking for answers. And I wanna be nice enough to them even when they're like pushing back to, for them to hear the answers. Because right. people's souls are at stake, you know? Yeah, and it's a, a matter of, I mean, sometimes those people get to me too, where I'm like, yo, are you guys okay? Why are you, like, <laughs> why, are you, why do you care? Like, go do that on your own page, you know? And yeah. it's, um, there, it's just a matter of asking questions. Like, well, how, why do you believe what you believe? Where'd you yeah. come from? Where'd you get that? 
and I just went on a rant on my on my <laughs> on my story. I don't know if you saw it, but like I'm like. Y'all Christians are so mean, bro. Like, you're <laughs> on the same team. What's the matter? Yes, they be so mean to me. So you're mean so to me. Mean. I'm like, not even the, like, we're supposed to be on the same team. And you guys, it's not even the, the non-Christians. They're they're actually, like, appreciative. They're like, yeah, y'all, yeah. thank you. You know what I mean? Like, and I've seen that at the rallies. When I go preach at the rallies, yo, lesbians will come up to me like, yo, here's some money. Go buy Bibles. But then the Christians are like, oh, 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 well, how are you doing that? And where are you? Why are you, know, you mixing like, politics with Christianity? Can't do that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, are you on the same team or what? Like, just go, go read your Bible yeah. some more because obviously I call them, I call them, uh, I call them comments, Calvinists. Um, <laughs> you know, I got no problem with, with Calvinists and, and Calvinism, but I've just noticed that um, many I keyboard Calvinists as well. I call them uh, like they just they go in like they. I can't say a thing right. I can't say a thing right. I call them Pharisees. Yeah, yeah, that's what they are. They're Pharisees Pharisee right now. Like chill, bro. Yeah. You know what's but. interesting too? Like the, how Jesus was very soft with. Oh, I just saw somebody say, "Where'd you get that? Sh where can I get that shirt? You can get it on my site." So um, we'll talk about that at the end. Stay tuned. But um, Gio's gonna comment the site. But I look at how Jesus spoke to the sinners who, um, you know, they, they, were just, they were just sinners, like tax collectors and prostitutes and this and that. And then I look at how he spoke to the Pharisees, right? And it's a big difference. Yeah. You know, the, the Pharisees are the ones, quote unquote, doing everything right. And then you have the sinners and tax collectors doing everything wrong. The difference is repentance and you know, I, I, I get a lot of people, um, since I, I talk about atheism a lot and like why I'm not an atheist and stuff like that. And I have people um, say to me, you know, well, why, did, why does God even need to sacrifice his son for forgiveness? Why does, why does he need to do this stuff to forgive us? Why can't he just forgive us? And like my response is, would you even ask for forgiveness? Mm. Like, would you even? And the answer is no, because you're trying to justify that you're a good enough person to make it into heaven and you're a good enough person to be forgiven. You're trying to justify it because you're not the axe murderer on TV. So you're doing better than somebody else. You're justifying that you are better than many of the Christians that you see. So you should be getting into heaven and not the Christians because you're better than them and you're kinder and you're more loving. But that's, the, that's where your biggest blind spot is. It's not about who's better or who's worse. It's about who actually cares about the mistakes that they've made and is seeking forgiveness. And I'll tell you, most people today are not repentant. They, they, they do not want to repent of anything that they've done. And, and what people also fail to understand is that you don't even have to like, you know, repentance is a change of mind. It's, it's from the Greek word, word metanoia. It's to make a change of mind, to say, you know what, I, I, I was thinking this way. I'm, I'm going to change my mind and go this way, right? Now, eventually, your body should follow your mind, you know, but, but in that moment, it's about the, you know what, I, I do need forgiveness. I am doing things wrong. I am doing things outside of God's will. I am sorry. I am so sorry for this, God. Forgive me. And people will not do that today. 
they will not ask for forgiveness. So um, I don't even know how we got there. Oh, because it's mean, you know, people are mean. And it, it's, it's the human condition, it's the human heart. You know? yeah. when, when we're born again, uh, you know, God gives us a new heart, but we still got the old one. And it's, it's a constant battle between uh, like our heart of stone and then, you know, our, our new heart of, of flesh. And it, it's you know, our new heart, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and it's, it's a constant battle. You can quench the spirit so much that he's just like, all right, enjoy your sin. I'll, I'll be here, but enjoy it. You know, you, you, you quench him so much that like you can cut off your conscience a little bit. And uh, that's where you get the mean Christians. And even Christians are not repetitive. And it's just a, I don't know why we've gotten to this point in society where we want somebody else to be sorry, but we never want to be sorry ourselves. I feel even in politics, and you know this, people are chasing the moral high ground, but they have no, no moral standard to stand on. You mm -hmm. know, and I feel like that's what politics is right now. It's, it's like, uh, oh, my morals are better than your morals. Like, that's all that it is. My morals are better than your morals. And because my morals are better than your morals, you're an evil person. But at, to what standard, you know, if, if you're not holding it to the, to the standard of God's, God's law and we're all just evolved soup that turned into monkeys and now we're just primates and, and all of our thoughts are really just responses to like neurons firing in our brain and we're just evolved amoebas, what does it matter who's right or who's wrong? It really doesn't, really doesn't matter. What does right. it matter if one evolved monkey decides to kill another evolved monkey. It's, it's, there's nothing, if there's nothing beyond this world, if there's nothing beyond this life, then it doesn't matter. But you and I know, Reset, that there is something beyond this life. There is a moral standard that we need to live by and, and that God has set. And we are all going to consistently fall short of it, no matter how much morally better we think we are than the other person. And the only thing that is going to save this world morally is Jesus. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's why I'm like just waiting for the moment where he comes back because I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait him to come back when I'm, when I'm doing a spin class. I'm like, Lord, just bring the rapture now because I'm not <laughs> this I'm 10 minutes into this thing, man. Just like, just get me out of here. Glorified body. Here we go. No, but you know what? In Romans, it does say, and I've studied this in depth, that we're no longer a slave to sin. Yeah. Um, you know, when you become a new creation in Christ. And I, and I want you guys to know, everybody that is um, listening today, that it's evident that the book of Revelation has been accelerated within the past two years. And, um, you know, with what's happening with the World Economic Forum, Agenda 2030, um, you know, it's not, we're not far. The, a lot of people ask me, you know, is the jab, uh, you know, the mark of the beast? And no, it's not, but it's definitely the framework for it. Yeah, it's a precursor. Um, yeah, we've seen, we've seen, um, you know, the mark coming. And I want you guys to understand that if you are here, maybe you're not a believer. And we're closing out, John, um, just so you know. Um, but, you know, if you're not a believer, it's, it's important for you to know that the Lord, the reason why you're here today is there's a purpose for your life. And there, it's not for you 
to be constantly worried about what's going on in our government, what's going on in politics, or constantly distracted with what is going on with Hollywood or all of these other crazy things that are happening or, you know, not for you to be worried about, you know, am I going to, are the grocery stores not going to have any bread tomorrow? It's, it's not for that. The enemy wants you to be in a corner. And I mean, I don't, I'm not talking about Russia or, you know, any of those guys, I'm talking about Satan. He wants you to be in a corner depressed. And I've heard somebody say this, it's not scriptural, but I've, I've heard someone say that his, your tears are his trophies. And so he wants you to be in a corner depressed. He wants you to be um, idle and drifting. And that is not why you're here. There is a purpose for your life. Um, I believe we are in the last hour at this point. We are living on borrowed time. And when for the people that are watching my stuff, and you know, I talk a lot about politics and government and what is happening with America. I don't believe that America is going to go back to the condition that it was before. Um, I, my goal right now, and as John's goal is, to, is to spread the gospel. And that is our number one mission. I don't want to go to heaven for God to say to me, why didn't you tell the people about me? You knew I was coming. And that is, ooh, uh, the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, you know, that is literally why we're here so if you are listening to this understand that you are loved that there is nothing that you can do or nothing that you have done that god won't forgive you for whether it's you know an abortion a drug addiction um you know uh, uh any kind of sin um you know promiscuity anything that the devil has tried to drag you down with 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 sin against god there, that is nothing that God can't forgive. And we want to see you on the other side. We want to see you in heaven at the end of the day. I want to be able to see you guys there. And if this is the way that we're going to be doing it through social media lives, then so be it. Why not? Uh, you know, we've, we've been given that tool, even though it's a love-hate relationship. But, you know, we want you to know that there's a purpose for your life in these last days. And God want, God's will is for you to go to heaven, not for you to go to hell. And that is by you accepting Jesus Christ. So if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you want to do that today, and as John was saying, you know, there's a repentance of sins that comes with that. Not only that, you have to believe that you are a brand new creation and you've got to make an effort to get your life right and renew your mind through the word of God. Um, it, it, you're a new creation. You're a clean slate. So let's fill that up with the word of God and his promises for your life. And so um, for those that want to pray that and you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you want to bow your heads and, and close your eyes and just repeat after me. You good with this, John? Yeah, I just need to move this so my hat doesn't hit it. No, <laughs> dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I confess my sins. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross and you, ro you rose on the third day for me. And I am a brand new blood washed Christian, Holy Spirit filled Christian in Jesus name. Amen. That's it. Amen. It's so That's simple. It. We complicate Easy. these things. Easy and simple as that. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, 
I got Bibles. I have boxes and boxes of Bibles here. That's part of my ministry. People donate for me to buy the Bibles and distribute them. I have a bookmark where you need to start reading because many people, they get Bibles. They don't even know how to read it. Oh my gosh, I know. That was me. What are, <laughs> numbers? what are these chapters? What's the Old Testament? What's the New Testament? I don't understand the difference. I actually have a class. If you send me a message, um, send me your address and I will send you a link to a class that I have that's called New Believer Bible Series, New Believers, New Believer Series, where I break down how the Bible is written, how to read it um, and how to pray and everything in one class. And so that's for you. It's it's our look. This is this is some of the new merch. Oh, nice. I couldn't I even see it because it. of the thing. I haven't launched it. But can you read that or is that backwards? It's backwards. Oh, come on. Um, so, so you can says, you can change it in the in the you could for the post uh, after okay. you edit this to change right, it. So here, it. It says 1647 Old Deluder Satan Act, and what that act is is the reason why public school was started here in Massachusetts in 1640 1642. It began in 1647. They passed the law that the reason why they started public school was to teach kids how to read the Bible because they didn't want tyrannical laws to be in their government in the future. They knew that Satan's goal was to keep kids illiterate so that they wouldn't know the scripture so they couldn't line up policy with scripture. And look where we are today. It's, it's literally like, man, Satan's ability to play the long game is like, so that's a slow erosion. This was an actual law. And so I'm bringing this back. We're going to teach people how to read the Bible. And we're going to, we have Bibles here. So remember, send me your, at your name, your address, um, and I'll send you the link for the class. Make sure you go to, God, is it Godtrepreneur.com? Godtrepreneurbrand.com. Okay. Check out um, John's merch and everything that he has going on there. And also um, subscribe to his YouTube channel. It's so good. It's so engaging. I love the little clips that you throw in there. You got to show me how to do that. <laughs> I got you. I got you. You got to show me. Um, but yeah, any, anything else that you want to talk about, John? Nah, I'm just uh, grateful to be here. I'm, I've really enjoyed this conversation. The, the hour went by so fast, you know, and uh, I'm just, I'm excited for, um, you know, I, I, I'd like to say I'm excited for the future just because like Jesus is coming back, but I, I'm excited to watch your ministry grow. And I'm glad that we got to connect. And, uh, you know, it, it's been beautiful to watch just like the transition from when we first met you to like where you're at now. It's been only been like over like a little over a month. And it's like your your platform is just I see it. I see it skyrocketing. So I'm excited for you. John, John hooked me up with a brand new website that hooked me up with a new photographer. They did, uh, Geo did, uh, does all my marketing, my social media. John's helping me with YouTube. So if you have any marketing needs, go see these guys. They'll help you remotely, which is like the best part. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about it. Right. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. God bless, guys. And uh, if anybody needs to reach out to me, just hit me on the gram. Thank you, guys. Thank you, John. Thank you for listening and sharing the Rookie Marican podcast. If you would like to become a partner to hear more episodes like this, go to rookierevival.com. Thank you so much for the support.